This is Bill Messerly with a special report on St. Gabriel Radio regarding an important update on the Real Presence, Real Future initiative with Bishop Earl K. Fernandez. If you haven't already done so, the final results for the Real Presence, Real Future initiative are posted on the Diocese of Columbus website. Bishop Fernandez, welcome to the studio. And many times it's good to start with the why. Why is Real Presence, Real Future so important? It's really important for the future of our diocese, for the mission of the diocese. The Holy Father, Pope Francis, is constantly calling us to move from maintenance to mission. And the Diocese of Columbus has been planning this now for some time. In 2019, already, Bishop Brennan met with the priests of the diocese who were having to pastor multiple parishes who were getting a little bit older. He was looking at the numbers, saying we don't have enough priests. Uh, And there were changing demographics. Uh, Little by little, uh, we got harder data to support those phenomena and a period of questioning and listening uh, to what people had to say led to an initial round of recommendations. A second round then, uh, after a period of feedback, uh, gave, gave us more recommendations. Around last August then, the Real Presence, Real Future Planning Committee, which was made up of priests, deacons, lay people, gave me their final recommendation. So I spent the last year uh, kind of discerning what direction to go for the sake of the future of the diocese. It's not really a question of do we have enough priests uh, or our parishes located. It's also about the mission. How do we evangelize better? How do we make the most of the resources, whether human resources or personnel, to carry out the mission entrusted Uh, to us to go and make disciples of all the nations. And so that's really why we are going to undertake and implement now the Real Presence, Real Future uh, recommendations. There are um, recommendations for parish mergers and closings. There's been a lot of discernment over the last year. There really has been, but I didn't want to make any decision too uh, rashly. Instead, I began going all over the diocese, visiting parishes. This time of year, I'm out every night practically doing a confirmation here or there. Uh, I wanted to know the diocese itself, know the people of the diocese, begin to get my mind around the geography and so on, and to see what's what, because we have to engage reality. What is the reality of people's situations? I found a very diverse diocese. Many people associate the diocese just with uh, Franklin and Delaware County or the city of Columbus. We have 23 counties in the Diocese of Columbus, many rural areas. And so I wanted to get to know those people as well and to understand their circumstances and their accessibility to the sacraments. So part of it has been my my own seeing of the diocese, but then also listening to those people, some of whom were members of the original Real Presence, Real Future uh, Planning Committee, and looking at the the feedback that we got. Every Tuesday, I meet with a list of advisors, uh, some of whom are our regional Episcopal vicars, or Father Hahn, our vicar for clergy, or Father Streitenberger, our uh, vicar for evangelization, but also uh, lay people. Jason Mays, our communication director, Matt Schlater, our uh, COO, John McAsee, our CFO, Andy Johani, our senior director of real estate, as well as Marlon Del Torre, who's just come on board as our new uh, uh, senior director of evangelization. So we get everybody's input, and we've been hearing through the regional Episcopal vicars about, um, about the different priests uh, and what their situation is like in the local parishes. And so we want to, um, we've been kind of discerning, okay, what's going well, what's not going well, how do we continue to move uh, the ball forward uh, as we get, come closer to making a final decision? Today we've made known the final decision, whether I accept or uh, reject a particular recommendation. 
So it's been a collaborative approach. Yeah, because we know that that change is difficult for people, but it's also difficult for our pastors. And so we wanted to be able to provide proper support for our pastors. One way we did this was by working with the personnel board to make the personnel changes that needed to happen and to let them happen a little bit earlier than usual, appointments of new priests, acceptance of retirements of certain priests, and so on, so for a smooth transition for pastors. A second way was uh, to try to uh, help parishes form transition teams. If parishes were going to come together, could you have representatives uh, from each parish begin to talk to each other as to how they might begin to come up with strategies to make this work? A third, though, was to provide support for our priests, Uh, spiritual support. We have two priests now who do spiritual direction and hear the confessions of our priests because they have to carry more burdens, to provide leadership training for our priests. We probably had 40 priests do programs like uh, Divine Renovation or um, or Amazing Parish to give them the leadership skills to succeed. We did not want to put priests in a position where they had no possibility of succeeding. We put a young priest with two years ordained and give him four parishes in a rural county and said, do it. Oh, and by the way, close the school. Well, that's not a recipe for success. It's not good for the priest. It's not good for the people. So we wanted to be a little bit smarter, a little bit more prudent, uh, and to really kind of think about how can we put uh, match priests with their skill set, with the people and their own mentality. So we were we were very kind of thoughtful. I, I thought, at least, in the appointment of priests, but also now in providing ongoing support and leadership training. Uh, for our priests so that they can animate the lay leaders in their parish to, so that they can be more vibrant communities. God usually prepares us for the things ahead of us. Um, you had some experience down in Cincinnati with the Beacons of Light uh, consolidations and mergers. Certainly. Uh, I also had experience at the Apostolic Nunciature during the time of the ad limina visits of the bishops to Rome. Every diocese had to put together a report, including pastoral planning. So I read every one of those reports. So that gave me some background. When Cincinnati began to undertake its process, Beacons of Light, and they have many more priests than we have, uh, I advised Archbishop Schnur uh, very closely. In fact, I wrote the Theological Foundations document for uh, Beacons of Light. In their case, they group parishes together in what they call families of parishes, and those have to come together into one parish within five years, and they have representatives from each parish, and they have to kind of think about finances and catechesis and repurposing of buildings and facilities as well as liturgies and so on. Our parishes will have to go through something similar. So while today the recommendations, you you know whether I accept or reject a recommendation, there's still the whole process of implementation of that recommendation. So even if a parish is slated to close, it doesn't mean it's going to happen overnight, right? There's actually a process that involves walking and accompanying uh, the people of God in that particular parishes or in a number of parishes. Uh, So I don't think anyone will be shocked by these results. I think sometimes people are will be hurt because it's where they grew up or where they made their first communion. But neighborhoods have changed. Demographics have changed. Personnel have changed. Change is difficult for everyone. And so there will be a period of grieving, a period of mourning. But at the same time, sometimes um, the, the, the vine has to be pruned a little bit for something new to grow. And so while it just as it might be painful for some people, it also provides an opportunity to discern. How is the Lord calling me now? How is the Lord sending me forth from this place to be a missionary elsewhere? I likened this whole real presence, real future process 
to preparing to go on a, a on an uh, adventure. So, for example, Christopher Columbus, he set sail for the New World. Well, we have put our, you know, we've invested a lot of time and energy now in preparing to set sail. And with these final recommendations, we have a clear direction as to where we're going to go. Now, we, we have this direction. We're going toward the horizon. We have this mission to evangelize. Uh, and at the same time, we have to be attentive to the environment around us. Sometimes if you're out on a boat, the wind blows a little bit this way. Sometimes it blows the other way. And you have to make little adjustments. You have to be attentive to the circumstances and the reality. And so we, that's what we're going to do. The Holy Father is inviting us constantly to discernment. What does he mean by that? That we recognize the reality, that we interpret that reality in the right of light of faith, and then finally, that we actually deliberate and make the choice. We can't just think about things perpetually. And so we have been going through this process of discernment. The data analysis brought us what the reality is. We thought about this. We prayed about this. We listened to the people of God in the diocese. We had more than 30,000 uh, pieces of feedback that we listened to, but we also listen to God and what the Spirit is saying. And then finally, we have to make a choice. I have to make a choice as the bishop and accept responsibility for those choices, which I do. It won't be easy. I'm sure I'll get my share of hate mail. That's okay. But but difficult decisions have to be made. We can't continue uh, to put our heads in the ground or not make the decision. I think that's been a great frustration uh, for a number of uh, a number of our priests. So we're uh, we're setting sail in a particular direction. And I think the people of God in the Diocese of Columbus uh, might help us by being supportive of their priests, realizing that this is difficult for the priests, not just yelling and complaining, but saying, Father, this is my, these are the gifts and talents God's given me. I want to help. I want to be a part of a constructive solution here. Uh, how can I help you? How can I serve? I'm here. I'm ready. I'm able. Um, and, and God's calling me, how can I help you? And to really be understanding um, of the many challenges uh, and, and difficult decisions that priests have to make each and every day. And so to continue to pray for the diocese, to continue to be engaged in the life of your parish, uh, to get involved, and to realize that we're being called to move from maintenance to mission. The Holy Father constantly talks about pastoral conversion of structures for the sake of the mission. And that's what Real Presence, Real Future has been all about. You're listening to a special update on Real Presence, Real Future with Bishop Fernandez on Thursday, May 25th. The Diocese of Columbus website has posted the final results of the Real Presence, Real Future initiative. And Bishop Fernandez, you're talking about doing this together in attitude. Can you expound on the attitude that we need as a community going forward? Well, I think some people will be very negative. Some people will be um, very angry. I want to be optimistic. You know, the original recommendations were something like 32 parishes we're going to close. We managed being a little bit creative to save at least 17 parishes for now from closure, uh, and that's a good thing. You know, for example, we have a Maronite priest who happens to be in the diocese, a young guy, bright guy, good preacher, speaks like six languages. Our Lady of Victory Parish here in Columbus was set to be reduced to an oratory. Uh, His bishop said, yeah, he could be a pastor of a Latin parish. We're able to keep that one open. And, and have the Maronite community also find a home. Those are examples. Um, in Muskingum County, Zanesville, right? There are two churches in Zanesville, St. Thomas, St. Nicholas. There's Genesis Hospital. There's Rosecrans High School. There's St. Uh, Mary Church in Mattingly Settlement. And there's St. Anne's in Dresden. There was only going to be one priest for that whole county. 
instead, what we're going to do is we're going to have a pastor and a parochial vicar for St. Thomas and St. Nicholas. We have a priest in residence at St. Nicholas who's going to take be a chaplain at the high school and the um, and the uh, hospital, and uh, we uh, uh, a priest who's older. Uh, but who's in Zanesville now, so he knows the area, he knows the community, he said, look, I could take these two smaller churches uh, in the country. And so we're investing. We're investing priestly resources and saying, okay, you folks in Muskingum County, here's your chance. Make a go of it. Work together with your priests. Don't don't stay in your, your silos. Don't stay where you were, because um, that didn't work. There's a new opportunity. And I think this is one of the things we want to talk about is opportunity. I keep talking about being a spiritual entrepreneur, but now we need the priests not just to be spiritual entrepreneurs. We need the people to say, okay, we're going to be involved. We're going to get engaged, and here are the ideas. We're going to be salesmen, spokesmen even for the priest to help him get done what he needs to get done, to help him sometimes make the heavy lift uh, and make it successfully. Bishop Fernandez, you've been all over the, the diocese, you've been involved in all these conversations, and today uh, we're taking another step, but this is just the beginning, it sounds like. It's the beginning, it's not the end. As I said, it's like getting all your baggage, everything prepared, all your food, everything that you need for a trip, and uh, you set sail. And so you don't know exactly where the Lord is leading, but he's ultimately the captain uh, of the ship. And I work for him, and so all of us are moving. The Pope keeps talking about um, synodality. What does synodality really mean? It means being a church that listens, and we have listened, and we will continue to listen. Being a church that discerns, and we are engaging in an ongoing discernment process, but it's also a church that walks together, like a, a, on a, as on a pilgrimage. Sometimes people uh, drag a little bit behind you, try to bring them along. Sometimes they go too far ahead. You say, hey, come back here. Sometimes you're in the midst of them, uh, listening to them constantly as you journey together. But we're heading in the same direction. We're all on the same team, and we're going toward the new and eternal Jerusalem. Um, and our course sometimes weaves a little bit here and weaves a little bit there, but we, we have a definite course. Who knows what will change in the future? Our circumstances could change drastically. Our environment could change uh, but we, we have to engage the present environment, which is a changed environment, as the Pope says. So that's the context in which we have to evangelize and increasingly secularize society. How do we make use of that? At the parish level, uh, Father Streitenberger and that office have been trying to get parishes to use the parish toolkit, which gives new means of evangelization. We have in the Diocese of Columbus, we're blessed with a lot of lay missionaries. We have Damascus missionaries, we have Focus missionaries, we have St. Paul's Outreach missionaries. We've got a hard as nails uh, coming to the diocese. We have a lot of lay people on fire with the faith, uh, and we're trying to get the lay ecclesial movements, communion liberation, Opus Dei, Catholic charismatic movement, all going. And so all of these are going to be working together as we all walk together to be the church Christ has called us to be. I'm on fire just listening to you, Bishop Fernandez. I can't thank you enough for coming to the studios and addressing the Friends of St. Gabriel Radio. Uh, Bishop Fernandez, can you close us with a prayer and a blessing? Sure. Almighty and eternal God, we give you praise and thanks for this day. We thank you for the many blessings which you pour out upon us through St. Gabriel Radio. Continue as we prepare for the great peace, feast of Pentecost 
pour out your spirit upon us that we might be truly missionaries going forth in the boldness of the spirit to make disciples of all the nations. We ask this in all things through Christ our Lord. Amen. And may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit come down upon us and remain with us forever and ever. Amen. Veni Sancti Spiritus, veni per Maria. Thank you for joining us for this special update on the Real Presence, Real Future initiative with Bishop Earl K. Fernandez, Bishop for the Diocese of Columbus. And now we rejoin our regularly scheduled programming already in progress.